It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shade Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Sports X Radio, Monday night. Just a little bit past 8 p.m. I'm your host for this evening, as I am every single Monday night here on SportsX Radio, live on 101.5 FM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas, and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. If you miss any part of tonight's show or any of the previous shows, remember, the Odyssey app has their rewind button. We can get you right back to whatever you missed. Check us out. Press that like. Drop that comment. Press that share. Let everyone know what it is that you are tuned into tonight and following on every other night. And as he is... In studio with me, keeping me in line, ha! even though I was out of line on Saturday. And that's why I, I was able to get a guest that we're going to oh. talk to here shortly. But my guy, producer Mark Hoke of the Mark Hoke Show. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. I I'm, know you are. You're I'm, excited for tonight's show because you were already giving me stuff before we started. Oh, you know, Twitter is a wonderful place sometimes. It is. Sometimes not so much. It can be, right? It can be, you know. But uh, you know, Jose, I give you props. Okay. Because you know, if you're gonna you're gonna shoot your mouth off a little bit, <laughs> I know, right? That's you know, exactly you, what you, I do. You're, you're, yeah. you're willing put to put my foot in my mouth, kind of. I think. Well, I didn't say that. I well, wouldn't it, say that. But you know, we we got we have a terrific guest coming on out of it. Yeah, right. Off I'm the very back. excited, uh, to say the least. I am too, and I'm not just excited to talk about the fight, but I'm excited to talk with this individual about what he has going on in the fight game as well, because yeah. there's something that I don't believe is getting much headlines or being talked about that much, and I believe it should, because he's he's got a great product and a great promotion, so we're definitely going to talk about that. Now, the guest that we're talking about is none other than former NFL star from the San Diego Chargers. To me, it'll always be San Diego Chargers. I, I can't do, say LA. Do you know I that can't. I, I trip up over one name? Of these, all these crazy changes, and it's and it's been. the Chargers. It's, it's always, always the Chargers. San Diego. It's always going to be San Diego at the end of the day, at, at know, least to me. I I can't get over it, man. I just grew up watching Dan Fouts and you know, and uh, all the boys and it's Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah, with all due respect to our guest, Ladainian Tomlinson is one of my all time favorite Chargers. And I'm not a Charger fan, but I just love his game. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? so you got to give respect where respect is due. Now. The individual we're talking about is none other than Sean Merriman. We're going to get him on the line here shortly. But before we do so, let me give you guys a little backtrack on the yeah, story let's, here. Let's tell the story. On quick. how it happened. So, of course, there was a huge fight this past weekend on Saturday. Fight of the year, fight of the century, some people are calling it. It's a fight that a lot of people have been waiting to see, right? Oh, yeah. And, and again, props to both fighters for finally agreeing to making it happen because it's the fight that everyone in boxing wanted to see. So after the fight, 
you know me. I like I like to get on Twitter. I like to ruffle feathers and mess with people. And I, I didn't say anything in a disrespectful manner or go at anyone, right? But Shakur Stevenson tweeted out, much respect to Earl Spence Jr. Got the biggest heart in the world, champ. Nothing but respect for you. It's all love, bro. I ended up tweeting something out. <laughs> Mind you, I've already been Sorry. having a few, you know what I mean, enjoying <sighs> the fight, having a good night, which is no excuse. You got to be careful with what you say, 100%. But I tweet out, it's all love and it's all over for Spence. Career-ending fight and loss. Big heart, though. Wow. That will get him far. Now, that's not necessarily what I meant to say, Mark, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't necessarily mean that Dude. his career is over. But then Wait a minute. Sean Merriman comes out yeah, okay. and quote retweets it. Yeah. That's the problem with boxing fans and why the sport has been lacking competitiveness. One loss doesn't mean you're finished. He lost to the best. Now, I agree with Sean. And I basically came back and said, hey. Let's get you on the show Monday night. Let's talk about it. Balls in your court. No disrespect. You know, normal conversation. He retweets to me. Hit up my guy. I sure did. I'm down. He's in. And now we have him on the phone line. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little scared because kind of like kind of like Bud Crawford went out there and caught himself a big fish. I respectfully caught myself a big fish because Sean Merriman is a all-time great NFL superstar. Thank you for joining the show tonight. How are you doing, my guy? What's up, guys? How you doing, my man? Good, good, good. We greatly appreciate you for giving us a few moments of your time and jumping on us and jumping on the sh- on the show tonight. Oh, he's going to jump on, on crazy. I know he's going to jump on me for sure because of what I said, but I said what I said, Sean. I can't take it away. But before we get into that, my guy, what were your overall thoughts on the fight? Because I know you saw it. You tweeted it out. You were tweeting out at other individuals, not, my, not just myself. But what were your overall thoughts on that fight on Saturday night? Well, you know, something you guys said before before I got on, and you were talking about the managers and promoters. Like, people don't understand what, what it takes to put together a mega fight like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, networks and promoters. There's matchmakers. There's stipulations. I mean, it's a lot. It's not like, you know, two guys saying, you know what, okay, I want to fight him. Okay, let's do it, right? And they just go square up. Uh, you know, these guys are managed by different camps. They have agents. They have all these people surround them. So it, it's, it's a lot of moving parts, right? The network, Showboxing has to get both guys to agree if somebody's with PBC or the other. Like, it, it, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. So I want to give a shout-out to everybody who made that happen because I, I grew up a boxing fan, right? I'm from Prince George's County, Maryland, um, Washington, D.C. area. In that DMV area, there's tons of champion boxers coming out of that area. Uh, my uncle was a was a hell of a a hell of a boxer him himself, and so I had pro professional boxers in my family. So I grew up just naturally watching boxing. So I always felt this right. The reason why, in my opinion, and I know some people are gonna dis, you know disagree with that. The reason why I feel like that MMA has taken over boxing is because it's been competitive. Okay. Right. And so for the past twenty years, you got guys like thirty and forty and and oh in boxing, and then and only fought like five or six tough opponents. Right, so a lot of these guys been tomato cans, and yes. so I, I, for that reason, and I, and I'm saying this because it, it crushed my heart to kind of see it. I grew up a boxing fan first before I even got into MMA. So when I'm watching the fight, I'm like, my, about time that we're starting to see the best against the best. I mean, the number of two guys shouldn't be fighting the number thirtieth guy, right? The, the champion yes. shouldn't be fighting the twenty twentieth ranked guy. It has to be somebody in that top five, top ten rank in order for the fight to at least be competitive. So. That that part of it I enjoyed. I, I thought that just by them getting in the ring, that was that was a big deal. The second part of that is I, we we've we've seen that that Bud Crawford man, he's just on a different level. Oh yeah. You know, skill set, his power, his IQ, 
and his willing his, his his willfulness to break another human being. Right? We're not just talking about another a regular guy. We're talking about Earl Spence, who's also a champion himself. Correct. Respectful. And so we we saw that the, the different levels of this boxing. And so when I when I reposted you, it was more like, man, you got I know you know you guys got a big platform. I, I've watched. I, I've listened before. And I'm and I'm you know when I when I hear that, it's like. A lot of boxing fans are saying that, and that's why these guys don't fight competitive fights, right? The managers, the promoters, all these people are protecting their asset, right? Protecting their um, their money maker, and I'm like, that's the that's the problem with boxing lately, right? And so I think that Javante and, and Ryan fighting was was a big deal for them to make that happen, even though they go it didn't go well for Ryan. Um, and you're starting to see these big fights again, and that's the only way the boxing has a chance to really make a make a real comeback. To where it was, so I, I got. So, uh, obviously, I'm I'm on the MMA side, but I still, you know, obviously, I still watch boxing. So I, I got a question for you, and this was brought up in a space that I was on earlier on Twitter, and someone said that a lot of these boxers now are not really made by promotions by their promoters. It's all based off of social media. Some people call Ryan Garcia a social media boxing superstar, that he was able to get the fight that he wanted based off of his social media platform. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that boxing has also shifted to the point where it doesn't necessarily matter whether you have the belts or not, and that's kind of something that Floyd did on the way out. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But even bigger than the social media platform, they got to follow it. Correct. Right? And so that following creates pay-per-views. It creates eyeballs and sponsorship. It's enough money to be made. Um, and I, trust me, you know, owning, owning a, a company, a fight company myself, um, and, and being just around the sport in general, you know, I get on guys for not using this for not using their social media, right? I, I just got on one. Of, I got one of our fighters the other day because he, his social media was on private, and I'm like, dude, what, what are you fighting for? I, this is my question to him. I said, what are you fighting for? I said, you, you're fighting for what? I said, I said, you take you want to take care of your family? He said, yes. I said, you want to promote yourself? He said, yes. I said, do you look? Are you looking for sponsors? Yes. I said, then why in the hell are you on private? You know, why? So people, you know, especially fighters that complain about some of these guys making all this money, but they're not active on social media. They don't promote themselves. Um, they're not good on the mic. And they kind of just stay to themselves, which is which is fine if that's what you want to be. But don't complain when these other guys are out here making a big cake. Jose Volante, producer Mark Hoke, live here on SportsX Radio. Our guest, future NFL, uh, future, excuse me, former NFL star Sean Merriman. See, I'm already shook up. I can't even say things right. Come on, here. Jose. I got to get it right with Sean. But Sean, right. we'll get back to the fight because I still want to get a little more thoughts and, and get your you know, ideas on what you saw that night. But you keep bringing up your promotion and what you do. Let's talk about that a little bit for people that don't know about it because I started seeing that after you tweeted out and I started following you and, we, and I started seeing what you have. It's called Lights Out. It's an extreme fighting promotion that you have kind of all mma style ufc style for those people that don't understand what i mean by mma style you got a fight coming up a big card coming up saturday august 20th casino pauma if i said that correctly it's going to be live on palma there you go palma live on fubo sports talk a little bit about not only that promotion that you got that weekend but overall how this all came to be for you outside of the sport of football I thought, you know, I just uh, started training a little bit during the offseason with a lot of the MMA guys. Um, had really good relationships, and I started to train, and I wanted to just get better at my hand-eye coordination. I just want to be a better pass rusher, right? That, that was my thing, by being able to use my hands. And I just fell in love with the sport. I started training a little bit more, started sparring a lot more, and 
I ended up launching Lights Out Extreme Fight in 2019. As you said, we got a big fight uh, August 26th at Casino Palma. Um, you can get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com for anybody in the San Diego area to be in San Diego. And if you can't make it, we'll be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. Um, if you don't have Fubo, get it, man. This is going to be our biggest card. And matter of fact, our last fight we had in May just broke into Fubo Sports top five most watched all time. So, you know, for me, it, uh, for me, it's been cool. It's been fun. Uh, I love promoting these next up and coming guys. We got a lot of up and comers on there, so it's been it's been cool. So I have a question for you because I had a buddy of mine, Ernesto Rodriguez. He's also an MMA fighter. Not sure if you've heard of him. Um, he fights here, Cuban, out of Las Vegas. He just recently fought in the A1 Uriah Faber combat uh, promotion that they had recently. What is different from you that you would say to people that haven't watched your promotion but have seen the other ones that they should watch you instead? Yeah, it's not really watch me and say. I, I think that um, what, what people, um, you know, when I when I got into the industry, I, I, long, you know, a long time ago, because I played in the NFL, right? I, that's, that's my background. That's my following. And so really it's about creating new eyeballs to the sport. And I've been able to do that. Uh, and then also people know that I've been around MMA for 17 years. I mean, you can, you can uh, pull, you know, pull up some particles of, of me sparring guys 15 years ago and, you know, me training with some of the best in the world. And I think that, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of space and it's very competitive. I think by us being at Fubo TV and Fubo Sports, um, it, it gives us a competitive advantage because we're shown all over the country, um, in Canada, France, and Spain. You know, we're climbing to different regions of the world. And so it's been cool for me, man, because, for one, you, you, I talk to a lot of guys, including my, including my, put myself in this category, you making that transition is tough, right, when you're done. That first year or two, man, when you get done playing ball, you miss a locker room, you miss being around the guys. Um, and for me, I've been training with these guys and just been a, being in the locker room, being in the gym, sparring, and just being around. I love the guys going back and forth at each other. Like, it, it keeps me young, man. It keeps me on my toes. Uh, it keeps me disciplined. And, two, the other side of it, man, uh, you know, to be able to produce three or four hours of live content is a different ball game. You know, and to see us growing the way we are, I mean, we, we're up 57% viewership over the last couple of fights. And that's nice. just, that for me, I'm all about the fans. That tells me that we're doing something good. The fans love, like, they like what we're doing. And so we want to keep doing it. And, Sean, let me ask you this about promoting. And we we have heard so many terrible stories over the years, especially about boxing promoting. And it seems to be a little bit better in MMA. But what do you think are the the biggest problems in dealing with promoters and of course the the boxing organizations that we just hear all these terrible things that have gone on in the background how do you how do you feel about that and how do you fix it well you know it's garbage in every industry i mean to be honest <laughs> yeah, yeah i know that, that yeah it, you know I mean, it's, 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 you know garbage doctors it's garbage teachers it's gar- you know there's there's stuff there's stuff everywhere and I think that um, once once you kind of know the lay of the land and you know what's kind of moving and going on, it it gets a lot clearer. Um, I have a, I have a fantastic team that I put together of people who's been in this been in this industry or been in combat sports for fifteen plus years, and you know me, it's it's no different than what I did on the field, right? I led a team, and and that's all it is now. With our we got our production is in house, operations in house, everything we do is in house, um, and then obviously we we're feeding the, the live feed to Fubo, but. It's, it's fun, man. It's, it's chaotic. It's hectic. You do got to watch out for the garbage, right? It's a lot of that. Um, but I have I have some very, very sophisticated and experienced people around me, man, so it, it makes it a little bit easier. Now, I do a pro wrestling show here on Kate On, and I know you dabble a little bit in there where 
getting involved with WWE. Tell everybody a little bit about that and you know why why did you choose to stay away from pro wrestling? I'm just curious. Well, not that really. Um, you know, thinking with WWE, I, I had it was one of pro, to be to be quite honest, it was one of my funnest times in my life. Nice. I hosted WrestleMania, dude. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that that inner kid comes out of you. And I don't care who you are, or what you're doing, and before you know it, I'm sitting up there. You know, I'm with you know, mankind is to my left. Shawn Michaels up there. Booker T is on my right, and and I got you know uh, the music of of Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock coming out of out of you know out of my back. So. The kid of you come out. I don't care who you are. Uh, but also, too, um, yeah, I work with the WWE a lot. I've hosted uh, not only WrestleManias, but the, the the SmackDowns, the Monday Night Raws. I've trained at the facility down in Orlando. Uh, the deal didn't really go through. It was more of a business side of, of name ownership and what lights out, if so, anything else. So my thing to you, then, since you also had that WWE background, but not only that, when you played, you were great in front of the camera and behind the mic and all that as it was. Do you talk to any of your current fighters under your promotion that are possibly trying to create a persona for themselves, but they don't know how to quite do that just yet? Well, you know, look, everybody wants to create something. And the truth of the matter is, it's not even about creating. Do you have it or not? Right. Um, Yeah, you can practice. You can get better doing certain things and kind of figure out your thing. But I think the. You know the the brilliance of the UFC and the brilliance of you know guys like Sean O'Malley and and some of these other characters who just care they're just characters, right? Like these guys aren't. If you talk to them away from the cameras, like these guys are just naturally characters, right? And you and you try to say like, okay, maybe this guy's putting over the camera, he's putting on the show, maybe he's really not. Like they just have a lot of characters, and you know so you don't really kind of guide or direct the guy uh, somebody to do it that way. But yeah. Like I just talked early on in the show, like you know, the, we had a fighter that wasn't you know, using social media. I was like, what are you fighting for, right? You might, you might, you might as well go do something else for a living because if you if you can't sell tickets, if you uh, people don't know about you, you're not promoting yourself. Then what are you doing, right? I mean, it's only you get punched in your face for a living and hurt yourself if you're not going to uh, go all the way, man. So that that was something he he, he immediately you know, opened it up, made it public, start posting, getting. You know, so I, I help them out in that standpoint. But, you know, you either got it or you don't. Sean, Anthony Doe, talk a little bit about him. Anthony Doe, if that's how you pronounce it, excuse me. You posted that about him So on your Twitter, talking about the fight. He's going to be there August 26th. Obviously, you're talking about him for a reason. He's one of the bigger names on your promotion. What can we expect from him and the rest of the fight card on August 26th? Yeah, he's fighting Victor Roses. Uh, yeah, he's fighting Victor, and that fight man is going to be huge. Uh, these guys are going to throw down. Victor is a, a local down there in San Diego. Um, actually, they just asked for a couple hundred tickets today because wow. they wanted they wanted a couple hundred people coming. So that's always a good sign when when you know people come out and support their fighter. Um, but Anthony, Anthony, and Victor, man, they're going to throw down. Both of these guys are just you know it's going to be explosive. They're going to be looking to finish. Don't don't look for that fight to be you know on the ground too much. Uh, they'll stand up and test each other well. They they've already told me. They said, look, man, we don't we don't want to be on the ground. We don't want this thing to be born. We want to win the fight of the night. And so when guys talk like that, I know I'm in for in for a big one. You mentioned fight of the night. Do you have any type of payouts for fight of the night? Yeah, we we are actually working on that um, to get because my whole thing is we obviously being a uh, you know kind of a. In, in a way, a feeder system, right? I mean, you can. I guess you can kind of look at it like that. Uh, you want to get. You want to try to get these guys paid as much as possible. Give them more than ticket money 
find, find a way to create uh, them to grow, right? Uh, we also have like seven amateur fights on the on this card as well. We got a lot of local amateur fights who are trying to get four or five fights or six fights before they can go and turn pro. And you hope that when they when they come through the rankings, they take all the amateur fights with you and they end up turning pro with you, which is cool. So, Sean, let them know once again where they can buy tickets and where you guys will be on August 26th, my man. Yep, you can get tickets at lightsoutxf.com. We'll be at uh, Casino Palma, August 26th in San Diego. If you're in the San Diego area, August 26th, come on down. It's going to be a big one. If you can't make it, get Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. If you don't have it, get it. Uh, it's going to be our biggest card yet. And, Sean, before you go, could I get a suggestion for your next card? Could we could we have Jose Volante come down there and just give us one water boy moment? Oh my that's that's God. all I want. I would one die for that. Moment. Please, Jeez. could you do it? I don't know if they would sanction I, it. We we would have to make that the highlight of the night. For sure. No <laughs> doubt about that. Once again, NFL great Sean Merriman. Sean, we greatly appreciate you. Good luck with the rest of your promotion. Let's keep in contact and let's get you back on the show soon and talk more MMA and anything else you want to, my man. Good luck with the Chargers this year. I'm a Jets fan, so we'll be talking down the road, brother. <laughs> you, you got it, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Great night. Sean Merriman, former NFL star. I want great, good stuff there from Sean. Hey, great promotional card there, man. Again, just like we talk about on the Mark, show, Mark Hoke Show on Sundays with the indies of wrestling and things of that nature, help these promotions, right? Go If you're in the, if you're in the San Diego area or you're going to be in the San Diego area, you got nothing to do on the 26th, go check it out. It's worth it. It probably won't be that expensive. I don't have pricing, so I'm not going to lie to you it about that. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter at go. the end of the day. Go. If you're a true MMA fan and you're going to be in the area, go. I'm not saying, oh, leave Vegas and go there. I get that. That's hard. But if you're there, let's be there. But look, we got to take a quick commercial break. First one here of the night. Great start so far. We got a lot more to talk about. Jose Volonte filling in for Ken Thompson, producer Mark Koch behind the big board. You are tuning to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. Something magic happens Every time you go You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles baseball When the game is close and the yokes are hot There's a thundering roar from 34 To give it all they've got And you never know Who's gonna hear the call Every game does a different star That's the magic of Orioles baseball I knew Mark Hulk would do that. Producer Mark Hulk in the studio with myself, Jose Volonte. You're tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, K-Don, Las Vegas, and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app, PSPR Law Studios. Big shout-out to our guy, Ken Thompson, taking the night off, as he pretty much does every Monday night. He deserves it. He does a lot with the radio station and everything else he has going on with his faith. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Orioles magic. Yeah, Orioles he magic. Some of the magic that, that that is not going on right now is the freaking Yankees. The Yankees lineup oh. has 30 strikeouts over their last two games. That's their most in a two-game span in franchise history. Now, before we get into some baseball, final news and thoughts from our final guest. Thank you again for Sean Merriman for joining us. Check out Sean Merriman on Twitter and check out his fight promotion going on August 26th. Good stuff there with him. Also, 
if you guys saw that fight, my final thoughts on the fight mm. that I want to say real quick is I have never in my – I started watching boxing when I was about 11 years old. I'm 39 years old. I have never seen a boxer figure out and dominate and annihilate another boxer the way Bud Crawford did this past Saturday. Now, again, I tip my hat to Spence because he took it like a man. He took it on the chin. He made no excuses, and he made sure, just like Bud did, to make the fight happen. And just like Sean said earlier, we need more of the best fighting the best. And that's what we finally got on Saturday night. Hopefully, boxing gets it right, and hopefully they can get it together and keep it going. But getting into some news and notes on the MLB side of things, Mark. Jeez. Astros, 7-3 final against the Cleveland Guardians at home. Cubs taking it on the chin, 6-5 final at home to the Reds. Reds trying to stay in playoff contention there. Angels, 4-1 final against the Hotlanta Braves. Angels trying to make that playoff push as well. Made a couple of trades at a couple. Know, a couple of the last couple of days there trying to show Tiny, we want you. We want to keep you here. Oh, won't you stay? Look at that segue. That was beautiful. Nationals 5-3 taking out the Brewers, helping out the Reds in that division there, trying to see if the Reds can hold on and possibly get something going on there. Nope. Marlins taking it on the chin at home, 4-2 to the Phillies. Phillies trying to continue to find a way to snake their way somewhere. I just don't know where that's going to be when it's all said and done. That's the way it usually goes in Philadelphia. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Diamondbacks taking on the Giants in San Francisco. We got a 2-2 tie. That's in the top of the eighth. End of the seventh inning in Seattle. Mariners up 2-1 against the Boston Red Sox. Bottom of the third. We got a lot of game left in this one. 0-0 in Colorado against the Rockies and the Padres. And a game I want to talk about before we get into your Orioles game, which is the game that we're going to talk about because the Orioles are so hot. And like I've spoken to a few people over and over again, best team in the American League right now. And the reason I say that is because about the game that I'm going to talk about. And then we'll get into the Orioles. Okay. I was on a space earlier this morning. As you guys know, I do spaces with the outlet SV, my guy Plug and everyone else on there. Every single morning we break down the slate and we talk about all the games, right? This happened to be the first game we were talking about today. Me being a Yankee fan, I'm quiet, listening, right? And I'm looking at the numbers. If you're a betting guy, percentages of money going one way, percentages of bets going the other. So it was completely flipped and opposite. You didn't know where to go. I told everyone, stay the hell away from this game. You have people coming in that are delusional Yankee fans Oh no! that are saying, judge is back, we're back. No, we're not. No. And that was proven the other night. No. It- and then you have Tampa Bay Rays fans that are saying, oh, this is a perfect bounce spot for us. So that's why the bets were just so screwed and so all over the place. I said, stay away from this game completely. I didn't even like the Yankees. And it's scary because I got a bet with my buddy Evan that the Yankees will have a better record than the Cardinals. And there's a there's a chance that the Cardinals might find oh, a way to flip this around. No, you're good, hey, you're good on that. Hey, Yankees are I'm, good. Hey, I'm a real Yankee fan and a baseball fan. I'm not going to come out here and get on my high horse and say we're going to turn this around and be playoff. But what's wrong with the Yankees? In your eyes. There's there's two issues. The pitchers got hurt. I mean, with, with Cortez down, I hate to say it, you're screwed. You know, Nasty the, Nestor. But the other issue is is that those guys just don't get on base. I said it at the start of the season. 
The the reason, and here's why the Yankees, I, I picked the Yankees to go to the playoffs, and I actually had them ahead of the Orioles in the standings. Because I felt like what they did with their pitching staff and their pitching rotation, teams weren't going to score a lot of runs on these guys. But that's what they needed because they weren't going to score a whole lot either. They are they are so reliant on Judge. You know, it was his presence in the lineup and everything else. And they actually did okay while he was gone. But they're just, you know, the veterans on that team are just not producing and they are not a bunch of guys that put runners on. They are they are too reliant on the long ball. You know, I, I but I felt like they were going to be but I felt like they were going to pitch well enough. But without the pitching man, I I don't know. I don't think they're going to make it. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. And you're going to say I'm crazy and you're going to say that I'm just saying this to no, ruffle I feathers. But I like to so. ruffle feathers anyways, okay. but I, I I think that there is a great possibility that the Yankees finish Below five hundred, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I'm he, after what I saw with the way they played, Mark, with Aaron Judge out, and then he's back, and it's the same old Yankees. I know it's only been what two, three games, whatever it's been, but still, it's the same old Yankees. And you pointed everything out. I don't have to explain any of it. They can't get on base. They can't hit the ball. E- even on when they're at the plate, they can't find a way to take. The good pitches, they're swinging at bad pitches. They're doing. They're just. They're. They're. They're not good at this, all. The it, only thing that's good on this team is Garrett Cole. That's it. He's the only thing good as of right now that's on this team. And boy, was that a great game on uh, Friday night? Cole against Rodriguez. Boy, that game was just. I mean, I'm sorry. You know. Well, I'm not sorry. But well, what a bring up my heartbreakers. Well, but um, but but I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, that was that was hard. a terrific ball game that yeah. night. A really good ball game. Now Sunday, that was a great game. I was uh, I was pleased. Yeah, you're always pleased when the Yankees lose. Oh, geez, it's like you know, but it's a victory for God. We all know this. The Yankees are Satan's team. Satan's team. Yeah, pretty much. Talking about Satan, uh, Jordan <laughs> Alvarez hit a three-run wow. home run. Ta- <laughs> hit a three-run oh, home run tonight. Let's send that clip off in the sixth inning to put the Houston Astros on top of a. Uh, Noah Syndergaard exited the game as well, which was not good. Oh, they just picked him up, too. And, and that's one of those things that you're Cleveland, you're trying to fight for a division here. Oh, if they if, if Syndergaard is out, with Bieber out, too. I mean, they basically got Syndergaard because they lost Bieber. They're, I, I'm not going to say they're dead dead, but that, that's a walking zombie right there. I mean, I Minnesota's pitching rotation is going to be too good, but... I don't know, but the thing is Minnesota, but Minnesota can't hit either. Yeah, I mean that team, that division is just completely out of whack. And, and, and you we know, talked about this a couple weeks ago. And here's what what is stunning to me about Minnesota is you you have a shot, a pretty good shot to get into the playoffs, and you've got the pitching rotation, and everybody was chasing pitchers in this trade deadline. You only had a few teams like the Twins, Seattle, you know the Yankee, eh, well the Yankees. Yeah, I mean the Yankees are probably looking for some hitting, yeah. but but especially those are two teams that come to mind off the top of my head that were really looking for bats, while everybody else was chasing pitchers, and neither of them came through. Through and Seattle actually sold, so you know. But you know that I don't know that that division's odd. I mean, and most of the National League's kind of odd too. I was I was kind of looking at the numbers last night, and most of those teams. 
The Braves are are obviously on a really good pace, but the Dodgers are only on about a 92-win pace, and everybody else that's a contender isn't even on a 90-win pace this year, Jose. Very competitive season all the way around. Well, the you want to call it competitive? I call that yeah. You call it yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your Orioles, though. Sure. 65 and 41 on the season right now. Best record in the American League. And it's 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 a pretty good overall record, if we're being honest with you. 32-21 at home. But the best part that I always look at, I could care less about home records. It's can you win on the road? You guys are 33 and 20 on the road, which is tops in the American League. And I believe is also tied for first in all of baseball. For road record. That is something that matters because when it comes playoff time in these crunch time series where you're going to see the same team within a 24-hour span or whatever it may be, and you got to hop on a flight and go somewhere and be tired after playing at home, that matters. I think that matters more than anything when it comes towards the playoff pushes. What can you do on the road? I think once it comes playoffs, you're more comfortable. Games are probably a little more easier to win at home. Call me crazy. I don't think there's that much pressure. I think all the pressure comes when you're on the road and you guys are winning. This is – and it's a product of what Mike Elias has put together and the people that he's gotten in this organization. And you know, I was just reading the story on Mass and Sports. And if you're, if you're interested in the Orioles, that's a Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. They're, they're the ones that cover the Orioles and the, uh, the Nationals. And James McCann, the backup catcher, was talking about just how there's there's no egos in this locker room. There's no salty veteran or snotty young guy that everybody wants to stay away from. He, you know, he used the word love of this team twice. They are so tight. And a lot of these guys came up together and they want to win together. And it's just, you know, Brandon Hyde's just done a terrific job balancing playing time for everybody. They're they're a tight knit group, and and that's what you need to go on the road. You've got to be, you know, on the same page as a team, and it's it, it's one of the best atmospheres I've seen in Baltimore. Even like you know, in, the, in that those teams in the mid nineties that were really good, you still had some guys in that team. They were kind of like, yeah, it's not quite the Oriole way, you know. But th- this is a this is a tight knit group, and I think I read a stat that this is the first time the Orioles have had over 600 win percentage records for both home and away since 1980 that they've had this kind of a record that that that's pretty good they're they're just a terrific team but they're but they got they got problems they, i don't know if you saw they sent tyler wells down one of their top starters who just got roughed up the last three or four times he was out they sent him down to double a not even triple a no they sent him down to double a because he's having some mechan- they think he's having some mechanical issues and he's getting tired so instead of it's interesting because instead of sending him out there every five days and getting pounded, they said, "You know what? We're going to cover you for a couple of weeks. Go down to Double A, get a little, get some rest, and we'll get you back up here in a couple of weeks." That that and that's an interesting philosophy to me because I'm not, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that. And it's the same thing they did with Dio Hall too, as their top uh, pitching prospect in the minors. He was at Norfolk, which is the Triple A team. They sent him to the Sarasota Training League. Because he's been having con- – that's their training league. It's not like sing- – sing- It's single not even a. single A. No. Because, it's like a rehab center. And basically, <laughs> and, and it's for the rookies and, and oh, rehab man. because he's been having massive control issues. He'll, he's he's nuclear loose. He'll strike out 12, but he'll walk 14. 
And they said, look, you're not going to do any good getting, you know, having inconsistent games in Norfolk. Let's go down and get you straightened out. I've never seen that. Never. Very interesting organizational philosophy here for the for Baltimore. So you think that the fact that Brandon was around with the Cubs in 2016, that it gave him that understanding of a locker room? Mm-hmm. Because you mentioned the young guys, the vets. No one's big-headed. No one believes that they're bigger than the team, right? Do you think that he used what he learned from that championship season? Because they had vets. They had young guys. They had everything. In there. Yeah, that Cubs team is a, a terrific, terrific dugout. So, yeah, I, you know, that that's part of the reason they hired him. You know, they knew it was going to be a rebuild, and they had a guy that they knew was going to be patient. They stuck with him. They didn't do what a lot of owners have done, and, you know, you put him in a situation where they're rebuilding a team, and then when the team starts getting decent, you fire him. Stay with them all the way. So that that's pretty impressive. I just gonna it. just gonna be fun taking on the Rangers now, buddy. He's what four years in now, right? Yeah, love it. Let the guy play out. Let him create his team. Let him build it. Jose Volonte, producer Mark Coke here in studio. You guys are tuning to SportsX Radio live on one one point five FM K Don and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. We got to take another commercial break. Time flies when you're having fun. We'll be right back. Grab somebody sexy, tell them. Jose Volante, producer Mark Hope. You guys are tuning in to SportsX Radio, live here on 101.5 FM. K-Don, you, you keep the music going. I'm over here getting hype, and then you lower it. Come on, Mark. You started talking. It's okay, though. I like it in the background. You got me well, hype. Yeah. Ah, come on, man. All right. I guess come I got to go with no music I'm now. I'm tiptoeing to keep flowing. I'm <laughs> tiptoeing to keep flowing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Remember, like I said, we are on all things social media, at Jose underscore Volante, at the Mark Hoke Show. No, not the, at Mark Hoke Show. Correct. And follow the show, of course, at SportsX Radio, just like you see it there, SportsX Radio. I wish Ken was here tonight. Why? I mean, you, you, with us. Oh, okay, thank you, because you're making me feel bad in a minute. No, 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 I thought no, you were no, trying no. to kick me out already. No, I want to see Ken's dance moves. Oh. We you saw, guys got to see mine on Sunday. We, exactly. If you guys missed that, <laughs> the Mark Hoke Show, the best in the world of wrestling, check it out Sundays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., here on 101.5 K Don, and not only that, all over the place on YouTube, the Mark Hoke Show, Twitter, the Mark Hoke Show, Twitch, the Mark Hoke Show, pretty sure Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, everywhere on social media, the Mark Hoke Show. Trust me, do us a favor, press that like, press that share, drop that comment. We'll go from there, like I tell you guys all the time. But Mark, we had a lot of trades in MLB in the last couple of days, in the last couple of hours, if you want to call it that. Break us down and let us know a little bit about what did go down in MLB. Uh, to me, the big ones obviously is the Rangers, and they're making you know, moves. They, they're they're for real. You know, I said that they were going to be spending money. You could tell that they were doing it at the start of the season, and you felt like if they were getting into contention, they were they're going for it, and they have. As Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery are both now in the Rangers rotation. Now they now Evaldi's might be down. Yeah. So that helps them out there, but boy, I'll tell you what that oh, that team scares me. Talk about real quick. You mentioned Nathan Ovaldi. That guy. Let's give credit oh. and props and flowers where they're due. He is having 
one of the best bounce back or just overall good seasons, I would say, for him in a very long time. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think it's uh, he's having issues in his forearm, and they're worried that it could be Tom. 11-3, Tom 11-3, 11-4, something like that. Yeah, the year, 2.70 ERA, something like that. Not, I mean, not bad. He's having a great year. No, he's having a great year. It just, it just sucks. Great year, but... Yeah, but you you know the interesting part about Scherzer is, you know, are they going to get the Max Scherzer that everybody knows and loves? Or are they going to get the one that this year has been kind of, yeah, you know, he's he's you know, like a four ER, ER right around four. But you know why you they know. got him? Well, for, he's a playoff rental. That's all yeah. they need. That's all they need. Yeah. So so interesting moves there. The other to me, the other team that really dug in is is the Angels. You know, not only going out and getting Giolito, but they just picked up uh, two more guys from the uh, Rockies today, uh, Grychuk and C.J. Cron. Cron goes back to the Angels. He used to be there. Mm-hmm. And that bolsters their lineup. So, boy, they, they have been – I think that's their uh, third big trade they've made. So they're not messing around. All of a sudden, the AL West, with you have the Astros getting Altuve and, and Alvarez back. So – they're in it, and you know Seattle actually traded a couple of guys today, so they may have given up the ship. But three pretty good teams there, so some pretty interesting moves there. A lot of you know, a lot of smaller ones. Candelario went to the Cubs today, so you know the Cubs look, went from sellers, but that eleven out of thirteen said, you know, they're only four games out. So the so apparently the Cubs said we're gonna we're gonna play some ball this year. We're going for it. So they're gonna get in that mix with the Reds and the Brewers if they can. You know, pretty interesting moves there, and that was you know, a big one to me. The fact that the Cubs did not get rid of Cody Bellinger because they were on an eight-game winning streak. Yeah, like there must be something that is being said in that locker room, or something that's being talked about that they're going. We have a shot of, of making some noise, but I just don't see it happening. Well, it's a, it's a good veteran team, and you know, and we saw it last year with Seattle. You know, basically took one win streak and it propelled them into the playoffs. The Orioles came close last year with their big win streak. And the Cubs got on a roll, and, and you know this is a this is a good veteran team, well managed, and you know and Stroman's in there pitching well. They've got a they've got an outside shot at this. I mean, you know the Reds are vulnerable. The Brewers added to the lineup, but some some decent bats, but I don't think it's going to be enough to really bolster the lineup. So we'll see. But the the central the the NL Central just got a little more interesting. Yeah. Gonna be fun, man. Seattle looked like they were gonna make some type of noise and try to make some type of run and get into the playoffs. That doesn't look like it's gonna be the case anymore, just like you said. San Francisco, I'm just going off through the whole leagues over here. Wild card. So yeah, let, let, yeah the Giants got AJ Pollock and uh, Mark Matias from the from the Mariners today, so they're trying to bolster up a little bit. So that'll be the, the West will be interesting too, especially the Padres who got on a nice roll. If they can find a way to get back into this. Both Western divisions are going to be brutal. Fifty-two and fifty-four. No way the Padres do anything more. Come on. But, yeah, but but Come here, on. but Go here, on. but here's the only thing I'm going to say All about right, it see, is me, you with these other teams for the wild cards. They're only on pace to win about eighty-six or eighty-eight games. It's not going to take a massive effort for the Padres to totally get to get back into that wild card race. One run and they're and and they're back in it. Yeah, they're and with the talent right? that they have. I mean, they went from sellers to a buyer or sellers to buyers too. Yeah, talking to, talking about a team that's a seller, and they're a seller all the time, the Oakland A's. We're going to talk about something that they did after the commercial break to basically let you know once again why I do believe that the Oakland A's should not be the Las Vegas 
Ace. I know Mark is looking at me like going, you are crazy. But our number one in the books. Thank you, Sean Merriman, art guy, for joining us. Jose Valonte, producer Mark Hoke. We'll be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Our number one in the books, Jose Volonte, behind the mic tonight. Our guy, producer Mark Hoke, behind the big board making sure that we stay out of trouble, keeping us in line as he does here every single Monday night. You guys are tuned in to Sports X Radio live on 101.5 FM here locally in Las Vegas and, of course, streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. If you miss any part of our interview earlier with former NFL great Sean Merriman, remember, on the Odyssey app, you can press that rewind button. Not only that, for those of you that like video, I am streaming live on my video platforms right now. So you can definitely check out the audio from there if you're someone that likes to check that out. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Jose underscore Volonte. You can find me there. But, Mark. Yeah. I said something before we went to break. Yeah. Here live from Las Vegas at the PSPR Law Studios that kind of ruffled your feathers a bit. And what would that be, Jose? I said something about the Oakland A's slash Vegas A's shouldn't be here, right? Now, again, 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 I know you're going to say that I'm crazy, Mark. And I got to chill out, and, and I'm saying too much because the team's going to be here regardless, right? At the end of the day, there's nothing that we can do about the team moving here to Las Vegas. Wow. Because it's, it's going to be here at the end of the day. But I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about something, right? So I was looking at Matt Olson of the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there going, why do I know his name so much, right? Uh-huh. And again, baseball is not my biggest sport. I follow it, obviously, because I'm a Yankee fan. But I don't know every player from every single team and what they've done. But I decided to do a little more research, and I'm like, ah, I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Mm-hmm. He was an all-star with the Oakland A's. Of course he was. And then got sold and traded for a bunch of prospects to the Atlanta Braves, and now he's continuing to, to to kill it with the Atlanta Braves. Hitting home runs left and right, batting for average, getting RBIs. How is it that an organization, Mark, thinks that they can succeed in any way, shape, or form when you continue to sell talent like this? Jose, I can explain this in a, in it's a just, minute. I, I know it's a business, Mark. No, but Jose, you have they to. They don't want to win. 
They don't give a you know what no, about winning. But, yeah, actually they do. But here's the but here's really not you're going to sell year. your best player. But Jose, they ha- they've had to do it for years and years they now. Do it every the year. E- look the the yeah. economics of baseball. Uh-huh. Tell me. There's no salary cap. Okay, they played in in the worst stadium in baseball. It might be the worst major stadium now in American sports. Oakland treats them terribly. So, you know, they they had to they had to find a way to compete. And that was kind of the whole philosophy on Moneyball. And you can say what you want about it because they they did go to the playoffs a bunch of times. They did win divisions. But the problem is is that they when they're trying to go against teams that have huge budgets like the Yankees, the Mets and so they don't have the revenue. They don't so, so this was, and, and like we talked about Otani, right? Do you, what do you do? Do you, do you keep him or do you trade him? They, they, the angels were able to keep him, but they can pay him if they decide, you know, they want to go get him next year. The A's, when they produce all these players, the minute that somebody like that's got deep pockets is puts a contract out to him, the A's can't afford it. They can't. And that, that's just the way it's been. So they decided that what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to cycle through. I actually knew a volleyball coach that, that did things like that, where he would take a class, right? He'd take these freshmen, and he would get beat up for a year, but then he'd have those guys, and they'd get better, and they'd get better. And he won, he won a state title doing that. He won, and he won championships doing it that way. You know, it sucks that you take the lumps, but you build up, and you hope that you 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 keep those guys there enough that you're going to be able to compete before they leave and someone else says i'm going to pay you way more than the a's will hey bye all i'm that's, saying is that's the economics of, of of teams and you know and i i can want to say baltimore because they angelo's just lost his mind out there but there's a but a lot of the small market teams have to deal with that issue what do you do because you know that when it comes down to it a guy like an otani a guy, you know, like a like a Matt Olson, for example, or Acuna. If you are a small market team, you can't keep that guy without wrecking your team because you don't have it in the budget to get anybody else on team. It's the same, you know. If you think about it, it's like a it's it's not a salary cap, but in a way for them it is. And you do the same thing in other sports that have a salary cap. You can't give a ton of money to two or three guys. Because the rest of your team's gonna suck and you can't win. So that's why the A's do that stuff. And you know, for you can say what you want. Now, this year was a disaster for <laughs> Oakland. I um, mean, my God, they just bailed on everybody. And, you know, because I and I think part of it was because they just weren't getting anywhere in the negotiations with um, you know, with the city of Oakland. And, you know, I mean I'm and I'm sure the fans wanted them to stay. You saw the signs of that, but you know, you, you, when you're you're not being able to draw the revenue, what are you going to do? So there you go. I'm going to say this. Whether there's revenue or not, there's money to be spent somehow. You're a professional owner of a professional team. I understand you have issues. I understand you're trying to get a stadium. That's cute. I get that. But all I'm going to say is mock my words. Remember Las Vegas. When you have this team here in a brand-new shitey stadium and they suck, 
They, <laughs> and they're putting no talent on the field. I, that's not going to happen. Here, here, gonna, here's the thing. Oh. And, here, and here's the thing. And I'm sorry. We know how Vegas fans are. I love Vegas fans because we're becoming a big sports town. But the one thing that if you know Vegas and you know Vegas sports fans, a lot of them respectfully, they're tough when you're losing. Now, I know it's like that everywhere. But I mean here, oh, they, you're going to hear about it. And that's what I'm saying. Oakland slash Vegas, if they do not put a product on the field that people want to see, that revenue is still not going to come if that's what you're talking about, Mark. Because, yeah, it's going to be a nice new stadium and people are going to want to go. They might go see their teams. But what if their teams that are coming here aren't that good either? There's no well, following. That, that then, happens. Then Oakland's going to suck or the A's are going to suck. I'm just saying, remember, but, when they do not put any type of talent or spend any type of money, remember that I said it. Well, I know gonna, I keep harping on it, but remember but, that I said it. Well, I'm going to remember Remember that I said this. I'm right. going to I'd be willing to bet that the Oakland A's will be sold within three years after that stadium's up. I would not be. I wouldn't be shocked if they were sold even before the stadium goes up. So you think this guy is doing it more for a revenue-producing style thing here for him to bring the A's to Vegas, get the new stadium, bolster the overall revenue of what the team or what do they call it the the valuation of what the team is going to mm-hmm. cost now, right? And, and then sell it to somebody here. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Because, again, it's a business move, and I understand there's business behind sports. It's not just go out and play the game and call it a day. There's a lot of things that happen behind the the scenes. And and the one one thing that I think some people are forgetting, and look, I don't expect road fans to fill a 30,000-seat stadium every night, and and most baseball teams don't do that. But you're going to have a destination city. Baseball fans travel, you know, and and especially when they get a shot, to to go somewhere that's a vacationy type spot, they're gonna they're gonna go. You're, and I don't I don't think you're gonna see these, you know, eight thousand seat you know seat attendance games. I I think you're gonna see decent attendance every night. It it may not be great because look, even the Orioles right now still have games where they're you know they're only putting twelve or fifteen thousand people in the seats, which you know kind of blows me away a little bit. But you know, it's it's just the way things are. But I think everybody's just got to be patient on this. You know, it's it's going to be you, you can't you can't hold over the, the, what's going on in Oakland to and carry it over to Vegas. It's it's going to be a totally different ball game, for lack of a better term. I hope so because, with all due respect, we are a sports and entertainment city now, and Vegas deserves. I'm not going to say the best, right? Because that's kind of going over the top because we're just becoming that sports city, but Vegas deserves to have a winning product here. The Raiders are trying to get there, which we're going to talk a little bit about NFL here down the road in a few minutes here as well. And I'll give you my thoughts on what I think is going to happen there. But you already have the Aces. You see what the Aces are doing right now. History in the making. Only the second team ever to have 23 wins within their first 25 games. Last team to do that was the Houston Comets, which won, I believe, the first three NBA titles. So it shows you that. And then the Golden Knights, of course. How am I, how am I forgetting so at this point, there's a lot of pressure on the A's. And I think I don't think that just moving the team here is a quick sell. Because if you're the buyer, what am I buying? You know what I mean? What am I getting myself into? And can I flip this? 
can I turn this into a Vegas product? Can I turn it into a winning product? Well, of course you can. Because that's what yeah. Vegas is already. But in how long, Mark? We saw what the Golden Knights did, and they were they were they didn't win, but they were winners from the beginning. Well, yeah, but the, you also know that was a. I mean, I hate to say it. Look, don't say I'm, it. I'm, don't I'm, be I'm that from guy. Phil. I'm from don't I'm Philly. I can I can look at some uh, of these teams and say, no offense, that was a fluke. All right, it that was a fluke. They got there. they they did a really nice job putting that team together, and those guys just played out of their minds, and everybody knows it. So let's let's not let's not uh, you know sit there and say that was a a dynastic team that came in here, but you know, but, 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 but a lot of good guys on that team that some, you know, that they did a really good job putting the group together, Yeah. but come on, man, you can't sit there and say, Oh, they got to the Stanley cup their first year, but that, that will, that may never happen again. Yeah. You know, and, and you're talking about the aces. Well, you got, you got a, you got Mark Davis owns the Raiders running that team. Name me the other name. One other owner, of the NBA WNBA right now, quick, Another WNBA owner? Can you do Alex it? Rodriguez. And is he dumping all the money that Mark Davis is dumping into the team? Ah, that's a great question. I no, he's that. not. Hey, he's part owner of, of are, that and the Minnesota Timberwolves. You, oh, the, the T-Wolves are, oh, are playing great. <laughs> They're not even playing right now, but okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that, look, it is, you know, the Aces are a, a team where you've got a, an owner behind them that's that's just throwing the money around. And you want to talk about bringing a winner to Las Vegas? Wait a second. Hold on a minute. You're talking about the Raiders? Are hold we on. are we hold, talking hold. are we talking about the same Hold on. Are we talking about the same football team? How long have the that Raiders team, been? Hold on. How see, long now, have the Raiders see, been? Hold no, on. No, 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 no. I got to finish. I got to finish hold this on. first. I know. Go for it. I'm going to finish uh, this first. Jesus. The Raiders in the 80s were, in the 70s and 80s, were awesome. They were awesome. So were the A's. But you guys are holding it against the A's, but you're not holding it against the Raiders. Hold what on. are they doing in right now? Hold on. What are they doing? Hold they got on. to you the playoffs. Me... They got to the playoffs on a fluke two years ago. On a fluke? Yeah. No way. Miracle no way. season. And, and no you know what? Way. The Chargers had lost their for minds. For them to play after everything that happened, you cannot call that a fluke. They fired. They lost that is their not a coach. That they, is not they, a they had a special teams guy Come coaching on. the team. Exactly. They were dead in the water. Teams and guy that looks better than the guy that they have now. And they managed to go on a hot streak and and barely. And if the Chargers, and, and, and I'm blanking on his name because he's an idiot. If the Chargers hadn't lost their minds, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs okay, that year. Okay, how many years have the Raiders so been in Vegas? F- Hold on. How many years have the Raiders been in Vegas? What, three? And What have they done? So three, do me. Three don't, years. Don't sit there and tell me. Run. Don't sit there and tell me that the Oakland Raiders are such a way. And, and I'm just calling the Oakland Raiders. Okay. That the Raiders franchise was so much better than the A's. They're calling the A's losers. Do you know who the third, ba- third winningest? Team of World Series championships in the history of baseball is doesn't matter who no 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 who is it you're gonna tell me it's the A's <laughs> was the last time so they won? you're calling so everybody's the calling them a won? loser franchise What's the last time they won what ninety was a ninety when was the last time the Raiders won eighty four. So what are we talking about? <laughs> Why are you calling the A's a bunch of the the rate? What so was here's the, last the thing: the I'm A's have won division titles ownership. recently. I'm I'm here. I have nothing. Let, let me get this straight because I know it gets confused. Not with you, but it gets confusing with a lot of people. 
I have nothing against the Oakland A's as an entity, as a whole. It's ownership that I've always had the problem with. So, so you're I don't, oh, we're talking I'm ownership. Okay with the A's. We're talking ownership. Ownership is horrible. What about they don't what, what have the Davis has done? They moved that franchise how many times? I that has been that. one of the, the most unstable NFL franchise in the last thirty years. Don't give me that. I'm sorry, but I'm so okay, tired. So we can I'm bring so two unstable franchises that. to Vegas. But what everybody you're says the Raiders so you're are saying so it's great, good. but the A's don't bring I'm not bring saying them the Raiders here. are great. I never said the Raiders were Move great. Move the Washington team out here. <laughs> Bring Washington here. Oh Get Jacksonville and move them out. Have the cons here. I'd love to have the cons in, in here. Jesus. Trade the franchises. Do it. Give me the Jags. I'll go to Jags games. They have good ownership. No offense. But the Davis hasn't been a train wreck for decades. And I've watched it as an Eagles fan and said, great. There's another team I don't have to worry about. So spare me. Spare me that the A's are so bad and the Raiders are so great. I am tired. I'm, I'm serious. And, and look, I don't mean to go off here, but I am, I'm, and I'm a baseball fan. I am so tired of hearing the sanctimony about the A's who were in a position where they couldn't pay for players because there's no salary cap and it's not fair in baseball, but you've had a salary cap for how many years in the NFL and the Raiders still suck. And they're still inconsistent, and they can't figure it out. Don't give me that. They are the they are they're not quite mirrors of images, but they're pretty darn close. Boom. So here's the thing. I and hope it, you guys it, got that on the live stream too. It, if Mark it, Davis call me, we'll talk. <laughs> and this is how I'll rebuttal you. It's the Jeez. NFL. That's why. And you know what? That's that why. makes it even it worse. It does not matter how good or that bad the Raiders are. Worse. The NFL product sells. How many years were the Raiders absolute trash in Oakland slash L.A. yet sold out? Ratings were good. No blackouts. Because the fan base. There's the you difference. Have you have a A's. loyal fan base. I'm sorry. The, the Oakland A's are not a loyal fan base. You did your oh, one. You, you did, might. Hold on. Did you see the boycott Yeah, exactly. You did, did your you one. see the boycott Exactly. For, you can show out and show out for that. How about show out for the players? But How about show out for the players every single night? How about show the organization that, hey, you know what? Even though I know coming here is going to put money in your pockets, I'm going to show the players that I care. I used to play sports growing up. I played sports in high school. Never play sports professionally. But if you want to take it I to that level, have. if you want to take it to that level, if you're a fan, you go to support your team no matter what. Win, lose, or draw. So with all due respect, different. Oakland A's fans are not real fans. But Well, see, I would debate it. The thing is, it's different in football and baseball. You got 81 games as opposed Doesn't matter. to eight. I grew up in South Central L.A. where there's Raider fans, 99.9% Raider fans, okay? Yeah, I why do you guys hate the Rams, by for the way? So, I'm not a Raider fan, but I'm telling you, I grew up watching this team suck for so many years, yet saw so many fans year in and year out go crazy for this team, and I never understood you know, it. I, but, but I can't. I can explain that. But, I, but I'll difference. explain that. They are fans, real fans of their team. You know, and they are. Draw. They, because that franchise was a, a, a great draw, a great – had an t- unbelievable identity for so long. Yeah. They yeah. did – and you see the guys, you know, like you know, Ken's in here all the time. He loves the Raiders, of course. And he course, has yeah. all the all the the great fan guys in here that uh, you know that I I've met some of them. The and they and the Violator. Yeah. I mean, those guys they love 
that team. It's 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 different in baseball. You don't you don't have that you don't have that type of a a fan base with baseball teams in terms of how they behave. Yeah. You know, when when teams there are very few teams in baseball that even when they're losing they draw. The Yankees are the Yankees are bulletproof. You know, they're bulletproof. But other most teams other teams are not. The vast majority of them you know, Dodgers fans still go to the games whether they're winning or losing. But the Dodgers have that such an incredible tradition of generations of fans. You know, and the and That's the A's and the and the A's fans have been so beat down. I feel terrible for them because they they knew that every time that they got some good players in there, they were going to be headed out the door. So how do you develop that loyalty? But that's part of baseball's fault. It's baseball's fault that, and it's the players' fault because they won't give in. They will never give into a salary cap. If they would give into a salary cap, you're not going to sit there and see no fans in Milwaukee or or Oakland or you know, I mean Tampa. Geez, I mean, and that, that part of their problem is the stadium's terrible. But the that's location, a, but that's something for Oakland. The stadiums are terrible. Yeah. Now it's the, the stadium. Tampa stadium's in a decent spot. Mm. I've been there. But the stadium's just weird. Retirement home area. It's it's like a it's like a, a, a I don't know like a, a souffle that went half flat. A souffle. It is. You ever been in there? No. It looks like a souffle that went half flat. Oh my god. But but that's the thing. It's it, it you you build it. You know they get a new if they if they'd have gotten a new stadium in Oakland, different ball game for them. Different ball game. But you know the thing is is that the city's terrible too. I mean the 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 Warriors left, the Raiders left twice. Come on, that is true. The Warriors dipped out on them, even though they just moved right next door. They basically moved out. And I'll and I'll give you another city that doesn't support their football teams very well. L.A. Oh yeah. Go to a Chargers. Have you seen what's been going on with the Chargers? And they and I was at SoFi this year. But here's what a beautiful stadium. I I haven't been there yet. But here's the thing, Mark. With with all due respect, the San Diego Chargers were doomed from the beginning, moving to L.A. Oh, that was well. Spanos is an idiot too. That that that. that, I mean, I mean, if if you're the Chargers, you should have found another city, probably somewhere still in Southern California. You know what I mean? Try to find another way, or either Northern California. I don't know. Put them in Monterey. Do something. Switch it up. Venice Beach. Hey, why not? I know that sounds crazy, but I'm just saying. Chargers. Venice Beach Chargers. You know what I mean? But no. San Bernardino. I just think that them coming to LA didn't really help. And not only that, bro. There's not even really that many LA Ram fans that are still around from the last era before they left St. Louis. LA fans, as as one thing that I noticed over the years, they're very very. They're very bandwagony, mm-hmm. and they're very they're, there's so much going on in LA, and for some reason, man, football, pro football, doesn't resonate with them that well. I don't know what it is. It's weird. And I, when I saw two teams were going to be in LA, I was like, "What are you doing?" And it's crazy I mean, because people always ask, "When will the NFL come back? Why isn't the NFL in LA? Why is it taking so well, long?" Well, now we got two back? teams and the Chargers. And every game for the Chargers, at least, is a sounds a like a road game. game. Yeah. I mean, that's pathetic. In a city the size of L.A. that you can't draw people out there. And it's not like they're a bad team. They're, they're a solid team. They're a playoff contender. And people don't go watch them. I feel so bad for those guys. You talk- I mean, come to a, you know, maybe they, maybe they should have been the Las Vegas Chargers. 
You never know. That would have been fun. Hey, maybe we'll get. Hey, maybe we'll get two teams in Las Vegas, the and Reno, then the and Reno then everybody Chargers. will be happy. The Reno Chargers. Reno. The Reno Chargers. Reno. No, put them in Perump. <laughs> Move them to Perump. The Perump. The fans of Perump will support the Chargers. And here's what's crazy, though. The one thing that I will give props to is that division. When you have teams like the 49ers that can come play in your stadium and fill up with Niner Reds. That's because the Niners fans are loyal. Exactly. And they're all over L.A. The Chargers, it's not. They're all over L.A. There was hatred for the Chargers. They hated the Chargers in L.A. You know, they were San Diego's team, man. So you're moving them down there and they don't have a fan base? No, at the end of the day, they should should they? Where were they? Real quick, where should they have gone? They should have stayed in San Diego. Well, they, Spanos wasn't staying in San Diego. So if you had to pick another city. If I had to pick another city. Where, where would have right been now? a fun city for them to go? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a good one. Um hmm. that's an interesting question. That is a where very where, where could where could they have gone? Portland? No. No. Too weird. Too weird for the NFL. Why not? Call me crazy. Cheyenne? We can send them to Cheyenne. No, I'm just No, I <laughs> could why not put them in Canada? Uh, you got Canadian football and people <laughs> and and the the taxes are just bad there. I mean, so they're bad in California too. But anyway, we got to take a break. Jose Volonte, producer Mark Hoke, live here on SportsX Radio. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Continue our conversation. I know we get long winded, but we'll be right back. Song brings back so many memories. Jose Belonte, producer Mark Holt. He's talking here about you live, live in the 80s. In studio. It brings back memories for me because it reminds me of a movie. If you guys remember that movie, that song was in the proposal. The scene where the guy's in the bar dancing during uh, Sandra Bullock's little party there before she gets married to uh, Ryan Reynolds. Great movie there if you guys haven't checked it out. Old school movie. I love watching well, older movies than, than, than the newer ones. Well, I was around in the 80s when that came out. Okay. And, you know, a little controversial song on the radio. by the way. So. Okay, so you were. Yeah, I was there. But I was, no, I was, but I you was there, there. there. <laughs> you were there. I was there, there with the pop collar, the pink shirt. I look, and when I was in shape, man, I look good. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still hey, cute. You still look good, man. You can still pull. Come on now. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. It's a different era, man. Yeah, we'll talk. It's different era. Yeah, yeah, set me up. <laughs> I'll set you up. But, hey, you guys are tuned in to Sportex Radio live here on 101.5 FM and, of course, worldwide on the Odyssey app. But you guys know we do have to talk about your health and things that have to do with your health. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually haven't been feeling a little that well myself. You look terrible. And uh, I know. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> there's also been a lot of things out in the news, which we're going to try to touch on here with Bronny James having his cardiac arrest and things of that nature. But – Mark, let the people know about the diagnostics. You know, maybe I should head over there after that rant. Yeah, because you got you got pretty riled up there, man. You were going. Did you know that the health, your health, and the health of those you love has never been more important? It's on our minds, so get peace of mind when you visit Preventive Diagnostic Center. They have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center now to schedule your free educational consultation at 702-534-7900, 702-534-7900. 
Tell him Ken Thompson from SportsX Radio sent you. He did his scan. He's glad he did. He got information on his heart and overall health that he never would have known. A comfortable scan only takes minutes, and he got a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. And another great thing, if you have a spouse or significant other, like, you know, a A's fan and a Raiders fan, just for fun. Just for fun. They're free. Go as a couple. Take the one you love to get answers before their signs and symptoms. You'll both get a heart CT scan with calcium score for only $125, and that's a $600 value per person. You only pay $125. That's like almost 90% off, dude. That's a lot. Take care of your health. That's a heck of a deal, man. It's important. So early detection is key. Get peace of mind when you take charge of your health. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center right now. Even if they're not there, leave a message. It's all good. But give them a call. 702-534-7900, 702-534-7900, the Preventative Diagnostic Center. There you go. Take care of your health, man. It's very important. My guy, my, my guy John is hitting me up because he's watching us on the live stream, and he goes, are you okay, man? You look like you're in pain. For those of you that know, I'll tell you guys real quick, 30-second little quick story. I have two bulging discs in my neck. And it, it sucks. It's horrible. It's the three and four, whatever they're called. I don't remember what the exact thing that the doctor told me, but I've been dealing with it for a while. And the worst part about it is that those bulging discs cause me to get a pinched nerve, which causes that pinched oh. nerve to shoot down my shoulder, which causes it to tighten up the muscles in my back, which is just, it's horrible. It's bad. I live with it on a daily. I mean, hey, if you're a chiropractor and you're listening and you're watching or a, or a, a spine doctor, maybe you want to hook me up and take care of me. Hit me up, man. Let's talk. Jose Volonte on Twitter. I need help. I'm I'm dead serious, but appreciate you, my guy, John, for chiming in, man, hitting me up a text and for following and watching the show. But real quick, a couple more news and notes. There was UFC 291 this past Saturday, uh, a card that was kind of overshadowed because of the Bud Crawford and Spence fight. Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier going at it in the main event at UFC 291 for the BMF belt. Second time around, these two guys went at it. Dustin Poirier beat Justin the first time around. Second round knockout by Justin to the head of Dustin Poirier. Dustin got the hand up, blocked him a bit, still went down, ends up being the final decision there. Justin Gaethje wins the BMF title. Fight before that, Alex Pereira, the guy that lost to Izzy Adesanya after coming in and taking him, comes in, beats Jan Bohovich, the last person to beat Izzy when Izzy tried to move up in weight class to get a belt. He takes him out. What a run for him here recently and since he's joined the UFC. Derek Lewis, that was an incredible fight. TKO by him, 33 seconds in the first round against Marcos de Lima. And not only that, his post-fight celebration always, always, never disappoints. Funny, if you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube, Twitter. It's, It's hilarious. It's all over the place. Another one that was a huge fight that night was Tony Ferguson, the vet, going on against Bobby Green. Tony Ferguson now 0-6 in his last six fights. Kukui, my guy, I think it's time to hang it up, brother. I think it might be the end of the road here. Maybe one more farewell fight, win or lose, call it a day. But Bobby Green coming in with the arm triangle submission, third round 
beating Tony Ferguson, ending that fight there. And Michael Chiesa, a fight with Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, you know how he's been coming up. He's getting better at his grappling. His fighting style has changed. He's adapt to any fighter that you put in front of him. And his mouth does not stop. The guy is funny pre-fight, doing the weights, telling you what he's going to be at. He always knows. He's a very smart fighter in and outside of the cage. So hopefully we'll see a lot more from Kevin Holland. Not going to go into the prelims there, but that was a huge fight card for the UFC also was on Saturday night. Got another fight coming up this Saturday, the quote-unquote big fight of the weekend. Jake Paul yeah. taking on Nate Diaz. Oh. Do you have any thoughts on this fight? Wow. Give me something. Give me anything, That's Mark. That's a fascinating little matchup there. It, right? Because you have two guys that can sell fights, right, because of their following, their persona, and who they are. But you got two different styles. One's a brawler from the streets that made his name in the MMA f- world with the UFC. And another guy is a guy that is just trying to be a boxer and trying to get people to take him seriously. Yet he keeps fighting, quote-unquote, washed-up MMA fighters that can't box. Now, I saw videos of training camp for Diaz. Ooh. The guys, the guys, and I'm not saying that Paul's a, a professional great when it comes to boxing. But Diaz is in for a, a long night, a long night. Jake Paul is a tough son of a gun. Yes, 100%. Take nothing away Look, from the kid. You know, and the thing about both Pauls is they both know how to promote. But, you know, you were, you were actually on the on the show when we were talking about Logan Paul who's yeah. going to be wrestling Ricochet at SummerSlam, SummerSlam on yeah. Saturday night. That, you know, Logan Paul has gone into professional wrestling and has just been fantastic. I mean, he is, he is hung with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. You know, now he's going to get one of the most athletic guys in the history of pro wrestling in Ricochet. And he has really proven himself to belong. Jake Paul, this would help. I th- I think you beat a name like Nate Diaz. And, you know, it's going to it's gonna push him. You know, now, but, you know, the, the question for him is, when does he take the next step? That that's the thing. Well, if he he wins this, you know, they're gonna say, yeah, that's you know, that's pretty good beating up Nate Diaz if he does it. But you know, when do you start really taking on a a top flight boxer? You know, but you know, but they're smart. You know, we were talking about promoting uh, promoting fights with Sean Merriman and, and the Sean games did. that people play with that. Boxing is a mess, and it would be interesting to see if Jake Paul could weasel his way in there at some point. And you know, people, you know, people will pay to see him. They will. So fascinating fight, but uh, you know. But by the way, I, I didn't get to give my thoughts on hey, on Bud Crawford. I, I want you to give your thoughts, but I also want you to. You need to get something right, Mark. And I, I told you this yesterday morning. Yeah, it's pronounced Seth freaking Stop. Rollins. I hate that freaking Please. thing. I got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful on that. But you know, and, and speaking of boxing, like I said, with the. Uh, yeah, give you know, me, the, let's let's backtrack to that. I know we've already passed it, but let's talk about that real quick. What are your thoughts on the fight? What did you think overall? Bud Crawford, you know, anyway, was uh, it just had a big fight a couple, uh, you know, a week or two ago, where he was putting his stake down as the pound for pound top boxer in the world. I think Bud Crawford just proved it. That was such an incredible performance on his part, and he he's now unified the belt belts at two different weight classes mm-hmm. and i don't and i think in the modern area no nobody's done that never bud crawford is first is, male i'm sorry first male to do it i believe it's been done in the female ring. 
kind of a different ball game on the male side. I know. I'm just but, saying. But, just, but this is this guy is special, and you know, I, I was just pulling up some, uh, you know, looking up some uh, pound for pound rankings, and uh, he's number one now. They they moved him up to number one now, at, and well deserved. I mean, you know, and and the they thing, got Ioni Ioni number two, right? Ionoi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that Spence, you know, really needs to to move up. I, I think he's got to go up, and and he, you know, if, and, and if he he's not going to get a rematch with Bud Crawford at a higher weight either. There's no way. There's no way Crawford's going to do that. So, so. Look, I'm actually glad that you brought this back up because we actually didn't talk about the fight the way we should have. I feel bad about that. But just just domination. If you you know, I I watched Bud Crawford fight a bunch of times, and the guy is so special. And there to me right now, there's no doubt he is the best fighter in the world to me after what he did. Because everybody's thinking Errol Spence is a joke. No, the guy was probably in the top five in pound for pound, too. I mean, top ten, I probably should say. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to hear the excuses because the excuses that I'm already hearing is what he said. Well, uh, the rehydration killed me, this, this, and that. Both fighters went through the same thing, same clauses, same rehydration, same everything. So don't give me that excuse, first of all. Not only that, after seeing what I saw, how does Earl think that 54 is going to make any difference in him fighting Bud? He did nothing, literally nothing in that fight to make me believe that he can ever adjust to what happened in that fight and beat this guy. He got his ass absolutely handed to him, just annihilated. And the thing about it is, one thing I did want to tap on real quick, Pre-fight and post-fight, I know he wasn't high because they drug test you, but he looked high pre and post. So I did some more research on my end. I'm not a doctor. I don't know any about it. But I'm I'm thinking there's something wrong with him up here neurologically, right? There has to be ever since his accident. And I did some research. And people that speak that way, just like him, that sound like they're punch drunk, that slur their words that have glossy eyes, things of that nature, are going through neurological issues. Could be concussions, could be Alzheimer's, could be forgetting things, Parkinson's, things of that nature. We saw what happened with Muhammad Ali, and they continue to let him fight. If I'm being honest with you, I think another doctor independently needs to watch over him and do some tests and see if he's really okay. Because honestly, he hasn't been right since the fight. I mean, since the car accident. I know he's had other fights, mm-hmm. but he has not been the same. Well, and the other thing is, too, is that as he's progressed and taken on tougher and tougher fighters, too, he's been he's been in some wars. And then when and, you're hydrating and rehydrating, that messes you up as yeah, well. It, you know, definitely you know, need to keep an eye on him after this fight because Bud tore him apart. Absolutely. Absolutely tore him apart. It's funny you brought up Muhammad Ali, too. I, remember, I still remember when I was a kid and or younger, I should say, and and he took that fight with Larry Holmes. He was never the same after that, and and that was, and it was sad to see just watching Ali get pummeled like that. And really, I think that was the fight that put him in that position where he, you know, got the Parkinson's and you know messed him up. Should never take that fight with a guy like Larry Holmes. So you know, just you guys out there that are, are fighters and maybe listen to this, be smart. Yeah. Use. If if something's Use not your head right, for the right, if something's not feeling quite right, you got a whole life to live. So, say something definitely for sure. But 
We're almost at the end of the road here for tonight, but we still got some more time left. But we got to take one more commercial break. Jose Valente, producer Marco behind the big board. You are tuning to SportsX Radio here on 101.5 FM, Odyssey Worldwide, and K Don here locally in Las Vegas. We'll be right back. Jose Volante. Producer Marco, you're tuning to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM. K-Don, streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. We are coming to you live from PSPR Law Studios, live here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. We had a great show so far tonight, man. Sean Merriman, former NFL great, joined us an hour one. If you missed that, press the rewind button on the Odyssey app and check out that interview. If not, you can check it out on all my pages. And, of course, Mark Hoke. He shares and retweets everything as we do each other's stuff. That's what we do here. We help each other out. So, like I said, press that like, drop that comment, press that share. We'll go from there. But, look, a couple other news and notes here real quick before we finish out the MLB slate. We got one game left, as were the other two that were going on, have gone final, Mark. It is a final in San Francisco in 11. The Diamondbacks beat the Giants 4-3 final there in Seattle. Seattle taking out the Boston Red Sox 6-2 final. We have one game left. In the top of the eighth inning, man on, one out for the Padres. They are down 3-2 in Colorado to the Rockies. We'll see how that game ends up. It finishes up there. A lot more going on in baseball for tomorrow. If you're a handicapper, get your numbers, get your paper, get ready. Check me out in the morning. Plug talk, morning spaces on Twitter. But look, guys, remember, the Las Vegas Aces are also in town tomorrow. They have a game against the Atlanta Dream. Tomorrow is Breast Cancer Awareness Night. If you guys want to support Come out, show out. They're asking everyone to wear pink. Now, look, the Las Vegas Aces have been without the services of their star forward. We already know that, Candace Parker. She's been out for the last seven games. She probably will be out indefinitely with the injury and the surgery. But you wouldn't think that that's an issue with them having a seven-game winning streak, highest in the league right now, and, of course, the best record in the league at 23-3. and Now, so far, they are tied, like I said earlier, with the Houston Comets back in 1998 for the best record in WNBA history through 25 games. Not only that, they're scoring at an amazing rate. They're killing teams, and they're fun to watch. If you have not been out to an Aces game, go check them out tomorrow. Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay, 7 p.m. tip-off, 14-11, Atlanta Dream coming in. Atlanta got hot before the All-Star break, continued it a little, cooled off, but they're still a team that is not to be slept on. Anything you want to say about the Aces real quick before we move on, Mark? Well, like I said, uh, you know they're they're one of the few teams that get the money dropped on them, and you know, they're making good decisions. So, but you know the one thing that I I did see in the WNBA, Brittany Griner stepping away from the team. Yeah, mental health issues. Yeah, which I'm, you know me, I'm I'm huge with that, and I I'm not gonna judge her yet because I haven't looked into it. So I like to do my due diligence before anything. So I just hope that she's using it for all the right reasons because I hate when people in the limelight, in the spotlight, use that as an escape because there's actual people, like I said all the time, and I'm not afraid. I talk about it all the time. I'm suicidal every single morning. I'm just, like, like Pete Davidson says, I'm just too, you know what, to kill myself. I'm never going to do that. But do I go through thoughts? Do I go through depression? Of course. So there's real people that deal through things on a day-to-day basis. So I just hope that if she's actually dealing with something, she seeks the correct help. 
Again, I'm not judging her because I do not know the story just yet. I need to do my homework there. But I wish her nothing but the best. Real quick with the Raiders tapping in with the Aces, basically with ownership there with Mark Davis. We saw the move they did on the offseason, Mark, real quick. Jimmy Garoppolo is quote-unquote healthy. He's in training camp. But a big piece of the team is not Josh Jacobs. What can we actually expect in training camp from this team with the new quarterback? Because you don't have your star running back there to get that camaraderie and that juice flowing with him. You got Devontae Adams. We got that. You got Hunter Renfro. You got your new tight end. But you don't have the star guy that's going to help you on the backside. What do you think the Raiders are going to look for in this training camp since they don't have Josh Jacobs? I don't know. It's You know, the thing is, is – it's it's just weird with the running back situation in the NFL that some teams just seem to really devalue this position. And I and I think a lot of teams really do, but I the Raiders with Garoppolo, they they need him. They need Jacobs in there. And you know, they will have to rely on the rest of the boys. They're gonna have to step up during during training camp, but yeah, I, I think they'll be okay. You know, it's it may not be a bad thing for Jacobs to be sitting out. You know, let him rest, let him keep those legs strong and healthy and not get beat up for five or six weeks. Amir Dula, it's your job now. Figure it out for now at least and see what happens. If you can pick up the slack and do what you got to do, the Raiders need you. But we got a couple more things we want to talk about tomorrow night. Allegiant Stadium, 8 p.m. friendly match. Barcelona versus AC Milan. I will be in the building. Big ups to my guy Brian Aleman of the American Outlaws Las Vegas chapter. Hooking it up there. I'll be taking my father-in-law to the game tomorrow night. Should be a fun time there. I know Mark will probably be picking up some of the drivers. I'm sorry, some of the riders out there tomorrow night, so it should be crazy. No, I'll be, be safe here. if you're out there. Well, later on the night, the game's at 8. You might be there after. No, not though. a chance. Not a chance. Not a, okay. Especially not after what I went through <laughs> this on Sunday night. But I, want, I want to thank the city of Las Vegas for making it absolutely impossible to get anybody back to where they were going after that soccer game. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But look, we, we, I want to end up on a positive note. I want to give a big shout-out and a huge thank you, first of all, to Ken Thompson for allowing me to do my thing here on the radio, on this show, and continue me to show everyone and continue to grow my craft, right? And because of that, I also want to thank you, Mark, because you've been not only the producer with me here, you are my co-host when I'm in the studio. You help me stay right, and you help me be able to be comfortable to do this show. I always need someone. The show is never about me. It's about all of us, so I greatly appreciate you. With that being said, I just want to give a big shout-out to Joshua LaFon with um, – scrub hub cleaning he is my new business partner my brand new show will be down the radio dial i can't give you the station if you want to check that out check me out on my social medias it'll be every friday from 7 to 8 p.m name of the show is sin city social so i appreciate everyone that's a part of it and my other business partner as well that's a part of that none other than lee aka plug from the outlet sv greatly appreciate you for jumping on as a sponsor so it's going to be a lot of fun times, Mark. I told you I'm going to have you and Dave the Difference on the show because the show's not just going to be about sports. We're going to be talking about everything Las Vegas and just everything and anything, my man. So I greatly appreciate you for all your love and support and help. Thank you. You're welcome, bud. Keep up the good work. Hey, I'm trying, man. I'm learning from the best, and I'm you're gonna, one of the best. I'm going to take some uh, blood pressure meds now. And- <laughs> <laughs> After that rant you had earlier. <laughs> But look, that's one of my best ones in a while. I loved it, man. That was great stuff. Big shout out to our guy, Sean Merriman, for jumping on the radio with us today. Check out his promotion, August 26th, Lights Out XF, fighting for the MMA. Check out the new stars that are coming up. Mark Hulk Show as well, Saturday, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll be back hopefully next Monday if I'm allowed to, but 
Had a lot of fun tonight. Remember, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. We're out. Peace.